With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wisp Sports Radio. The voice of women in sport. This is Season 1, Episode 4 of Hockey Talk with Coach Shannon Miller on Wisp Sports Radio. I'm Shannon Miller, and at Wisp Sports, we believe women in sport deserve equal coverage. presented by Instat. Instat is a video product that we, the Calgary Inferno, use for our entire and our entire league uses the CWHL. Instat video is the most helpful video product I've actually ever used as a coach. On today's episode, I will discuss teamwork and team building. I'm going to have two very special guests on my show, a sister duo from Alaska, Zoe Hickel and Tori Hickel, who presently play for me in Calgary on the Calgary Inferno. I'm also going to share a short sidebar with you. A sidebar is something that I picked up from my federal trial where I can share with you a quote or a personal story or a current event. And I'm also going to share with you a drill of the week. My drill of the week will be on my Facebook page at Coach Shannon Miller every Thursday. I'd like to welcome my listeners. I'm honored to have my own weekly podcast show on WISP Sports. WISP has over 2 million listeners and is growing. WISP is in conversations with the world of women's in, women in sport, and it's the most popular and influential podcast organization for women in sport globally, and I am proud to be a part of it. Today's topic, teamwork. It's very important for the head coach to be clear with staff and players about their roles and responsibilities. It's very important for the head coach to be clear with staff and players about expectations. The key to teamwork is to accept that role. Learn that role to the best of your abilities and be excellent at it. A quote that is in line with this approach from William Shakespeare, act well your part, therein lies the glory. Once roles, responsibilities and expectations are established, it's very important to try and get in step with one another to establish a rhythm a rhythm that grows stronger over time. Coaches can use the analogy of a heartbeat. Many cells that come together to form the heart and then beat as one. Another simple analogy is a rowboat. Several people in the boat with oars, all trying to establish a strong, unified rhythm. 
And if one person in that rowboat gets out of step, rows in a different direction, or doesn't row at all, it affects the entire boat, it breaks the team rhythm, the momentum is lost, and the race is lost. Another simple analogy for teamwork that is often used is just pulling on the same rope. If you're not pulling on that rope with your teammates, you're dead weight. And if you're pulling in the opposite direction of your teammates, you have become the opponent. Now, teams will have issues that they have to tackle throughout the course of the season. And sometimes these issues will affect the rhythm of your team, which means they affect your teamwork. But it's important to tackle these issues head on, tackle them early, or they will tackle you. Now, today's sidebar, I want to share a short team building event that I've done with my teams for many years. It's fun. It loosens them up, and it's a great team building activity before a game. It's called Have You Ever. You put chairs in a circle, and you're short one chair. So let's, for example, if you have 20 players, there's 19 chairs. One player starts in the middle while the others are sitting on the outside in the chairs, and you have a ball the size of a volleyball, for example. And the person in the middle has to say, have you ever crashed your car? Or have you ever, and they can say anything they want. And trust me, when you're coaching, for example, college athletes or even professional athletes right now, they come up with the craziest funny things to say, have you ever? And then they spike that volleyball down onto the floor. So when they say, have you ever, the team, those other players get just a split second to think about, well, have I ever done this before the ball hits the floor? And when the ball hits the floor, if you have done it, you have to run and find another chair. You cannot move to a chair that is with beside you or within two chairs of you. So you have to move to a chair that's three chairs away or across the room. And so they all run and hustle and they laugh and they giggle and it's fun. And the person that had the ball, that spiked the ball, that said, have you ever and she finished the sentence, she runs and gets a chair. And there will be one player left without a chair, and she picks up the volleyball and goes to the middle of the room, and then she has to think of something funny to say, have you ever. And we've played that for 10 or 15 minutes just to get them active, get them laughing, and doing something interactive before a game, and it really works, and it's fun. Now, each week I share a drill of the week, and you can find my drill of the week on Thursdays on my Facebook page at Coach Shannon Miller. And this week's drill of the week is three versus three keep away in the neutral zone. And the reason that is my drill this week is I promote a game of possession, not dump and chase hockey, a game of possession. So three versus three keep away in the neutral zone helps promote the game of possession, allows players to work together, keep their feet moving, protect the puck, to use escapes, to get away from pressure, to share the puck, eyes up, etc. Each week, I have special women's hockey guests from around the world. Today, we have a sister duo from Alaska, Zoe and Tori Hickel. Both have played NCAA Division I hockey. Both have played hockey in other countries other than the United States and other than Canada. And both are presently now playing for me in Canada on the Calgary Inferno in the CWHL. I'd like to welcome from Alaska, Zoe and Tori Hickel. Welcome, girls. Hello. Thank you. Thank, Hello. Thanks for having Hi. us. Well, Zoe and Tori, your sisters from Alaska, and here you are in Canada playing for the Calgary Inferno on my CWHL professional hockey team. We're going to go back and 
talk about what it was like growing up in Alaska, your college hockey experiences, and your NWHL playing experiences before you came to the CWHL. But before we do that, I really want to hear about the goal that the two of you scored together this past weekend in our home (laughs) opener against China on Saturday night. It was a dual goal between the two sisters. Zoe, why don't we start with you since you had the big assist, and then we'll let Tori finish it with the goal that she scored. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it was a really special weekend, and um, that was definitely a cherry on top. But it was a four-on-four play. We had lots of ice, and uh, as soon as I saw T back there, I just I knew she was going to get it up to me. And then, um, sure enough, she <laughs> came flying up and uh, jumped into a great spot for me to be able to dish it to her. And she put the finishing touch on it. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a beautiful play. And with her quick feet getting up in the offensive zone as a as a D man, but very offensive, just like you've coached us. Um, it was a really fun play and, and a great finish on a team that I used to play for. That's right. And we'll get into that a bit later, Zoe, that you did play for Team China last year, and this was your first time to play against them. Now, Tori, you were the one that scored the big goal, but you're a defenseman. Yeah. But you're not really a defenseman. So why don't you enlighten <laughs> our audience about that and talk about how you were up one on no against Nora Ratu in this game. Oh, yeah. Um well, it kind of started off the bench when it was a four on four and you put both of us out there and I looked and Zoe's out and, uh, it's a, it's a special connection and bond and a type of energy we have between the both of us. And, um, I just get really excited. So we jump out on that Olympic sheet of ice and four on four, it's a lot of time and space and grab the puck, uh, below the goal line to break the puck out to Zoe. And then she was going and there's lots of space so I just jumped on in and I, I was yelling at her before we even entered the offensive zone and she I was like hey Z did you hear me she's like oh yeah I heard you and I kind of she just kind of knew that I was going there she took a look take she took a look there and moved it over to me and it was a quick shot and um like I said we just kind of have this energy and and spunk when we play together and it's really special and it was it was a fun moment for sure I heard from a lot of fans that were at the game that night, people texting me, emailing me, and my own family is here from Saskatoon, and they were all calling it the TSN moment of the game. Now, you girls are American, and so for you, it would be the ESPN moment, uh, the ESPN highlight of the game. In Canada, we call it the TSN highlight of the game. So it was a pretty awesome goal with the sisters, and it was pretty special because your mom was here from Alaska watching. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Zoe, let's go back to growing up in Alaska. I've gotten to know you and Tori and your family, including your grandparents, and I've always been amazed since the first day I've met you and your family, and I just think you guys have a unique story. So, Zoe, why don't you start it off by talking about growing up in Alaska and how you were raised and the things that you did, and Tori, you can you can top it off. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, gosh, we were born and raised in Alaska, and pretty much any stereotype you could think of, of, you know, Alaskans and being outdoorsy and loving the wilderness and hunting and fishing and all of the above, um, were what we represented growing up. And, um, we just, yeah, we, we enjoy the outdoors. That was part of what was uh, so appealing to come to Calgary too, is, uh, we grew up with our mom who was a coach and, um, very involved in the in the community actively with hockey and skiing and soccer 
Um, so we grew up with a lot of different sports and at the same time, we're able to en enjoy our time ski racing in the winter, playing hockey and in the summer doing some soccer and track and field and golf and, um, Alaska really just brought out the best in, in the things that we love to do. And it, yeah, I just, even this last fall, we got to go on a hunt before we got, we drove down to Calgary and, um, we still love to embrace those moments whenever we get the chance to be home and in the summertime now, uh, after our hockey seasons of being away for so many years, um, is a really special time for us to come together as a family and go camping and hiking and be in the mountains and, um, fishing. And, and we even got to do a little hunt this year. It wasn't successful, but, um, our dad went later on and he ended up getting a moose. So we're good for the winter. <laughs> our freezer's full. <laughs> so Tori, um, one of the things that I um, was kind of excited to see were some pictures that your mother showed me one day of you and Zoe running in a mountain marathon. It's in Alaska and you're running up a mountain and down a mountain in a marathon. And you guys had blood all over your legs with, with these pictures that I saw. Talk about that experience as well as anything else you want to share with us uh, growing up in Alaska. <laughs> Mom, yeah, she's always capturing the moments there. Um, but it's fun for us. That that mountain race is really special. It's something that happens uh, every 4th of July in a small town in Alaska uh, in Seward. And you start on Main Street, and it's whoever can race to the top and back down of that mountain Um the fastest you know and it's a really grueling race it's very vertical and it, very dangerous um but it's appealing to us because it's a little bit of cross training for Zoe and I when we go home in the summertime and um mix in some mountain running while we're still training for hockey and it's a very special race to be a part of for sure no, absolutely. And would you agree that you've had a very unique upbringing in Alaska, not only because of the environment that you grew up in, but also with the mother that you had? Yeah. Um, Zoe and I are very close to mom, and she's she's brought us all over the world and exposed us to m many different things and sports. And um, we got cool parents for sure. And she came up to Alaska to for ski racing actually for university and um ended up staying there we had family that moved up there and uh i'm glad we were able to to be raised there for sure yeah the more i learn about your family um the more interesting it gets and it's it's unique and it's wonderful and i have a lot of respect for your mother i know she <laughs> is a feminist uh, as am I, and she's a very strong supporter of women, uh, equality, equal pay, and her daughter's having the same opportunities that any boys in Alaska have been given. And uh, I just respect her a lot because she does have the strength and the courage to speak up, and, and not just to speak up, but to, to lead the way. Your mother is a pioneer in, in many aspects of her life, and I mm -hmm. feel that you guys have had a great role model there. Absolutely. Yeah. she. We're, we're thankful for her every day. I mean, each year we grow and we, we mature. We're so thankful to have her and um, she's really set us up for life and, you know, sticking up for what we believe in and being pioneers in our sport too. Absolutely. Now, after high school, you two went your separate ways. Zoe moved to Duluth to play at UMD for me. 
So Zoe's college hockey was uh, at the University of Minnesota Duluth with myself as her head coach. And Tori, you went to Northeastern. So Mm -hmm. Zoe, talk a little bit about your college experience before we move on to um, what what you've done after college. Yeah, uh, it's funny when you talk about when we first met and um, kind of as we've grown in our relationships over the years. And Duluth was my first school I ever visited when I was there for um, a USA Hockey National camp. And uh, we came, we had, we we're in St. Cloud, and we came. I came with my mom to Duluth and got to meet you. And I just the similarities that of your strong pioneer presence and. You know what I found in my mom, and and that was so attractive to me to come to Duluth to be able to be coached by you, and um, and that's ultimately where I ended up going, and it it's uh, it was a very special time in my life, and I think it was um, those four years were were monumental in bridging the gap between you know my childhood and my future as an adult, and. Um, having the mentors I did uh, between you and some of the other amazing people that I met while being in Duluth really, um, really inspired me to do what I'm continuing to do now. But um, those four, yeah, hey, I don't even know where to start with my years in Duluth, but um, I'm so happy that I got a chance to play there. And I never thought I'd be coached by you again, but here we are. (laughs) Yes, I'm very grateful for this opportunity for us to be back together again as well. So, Zoe, your college experience um, hopefully paved the way for you to make Team USA and play for Team USA at the 2015 and 2016 World Championships. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Those, uh, like I said, not even off the ice, but on the ice too, You being able to, to be in the environment I was and um, to have the chance to be a leader under you and, and learn um, so much of what I had within myself and to reach my potential. And um, when I had the opportunity to uh, to play for Team USA, I, I was able to make that jump and um, really progress every single year. And, you know, I wasn't just stuck in a box going into my freshman year. Like you were able to let me grow into the player um, that I was able to be. And because of that, I was able to reach my goals. And it was a really special thing to be able to play for Team USA and win a couple world championships. Yes, awesome accomplishment. Now, Tori, you went to Northeastern and you had four uh, great years of college hockey before you moved to Sweden to play professional women's hockey. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, after college, I... You know, I initially wanted to go over to Sweden. Well, yes, one, because of hockey, but to experience a new culture. Um, I was hearing about girls that were going over there and having a good time. And I kind of hunted my way around because I really had no idea what the league was like over there, the play, like how how good the teams were. I thought I was going over just, you know, to travel, see some things, play a little hockey. Um <laughs> Little did I know it was actually really good hockey, and uh, we were able to win a championship with my team my first year I went over, actually, in the SDHL. Um, it was really special. I ended up playing there for the past two years before I came here this season in Calgary, and I might be back. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's remarkable because you're both American, and you both played college hockey in the United States, but 
Zoe has played in China, you've played in Sweden, and now you're both playing in Canada. Mm-hmm. Now, Zoe, I just want to talk a little bit about while you were in Boston, you were part mm-hmm. of the U.S. Women's National Team program. Mm-hmm. You know, after being uh, on the team and playing at two world championships, unfortunately, you were cut from the Olympic team and therefore yes. ended up in China. Are you willing to talk about that experience and, and how you ended up in China? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in a way, it was, you know, one door closes, another one opens. And I I am so grateful for my opportunity to go to China and for that experience because it was so eye-opening. And um, sometimes when you, you know, you're in the program and it's such a drive and it's such a goal. And, um, you know, when I got the chance to go to China, it really took – it it took me outside of myself and and it gave me a um a very rewarding experience to be able to help others and to help a different country and when i got cut it was funny i really got a text message lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Message from uh, one of the coaches who was working for China and at first, it, it seemed like, you know, too good to be true, like this opportunity to have. Um, and at the time, I was struggling with, do I continue to play? Am I going to go on to a different career? And uh, I'm really, really thankful that I chose to go to China. And um, it's, you know, something that was unique about Duluth, too, was the uh, all of the culture. And even... Um, you know, not that we had any Chinese players on our team, but uh, to have so many teammates that I that I met and created relationships over my four years, that's definitely something I wanted to go abroad and do. And um, hockey gives you that opportunity. So uh, uh, for me to be able to go to China wasn't exactly in my realm of of, you know, in my scope of things that I had in mind. But um, it was an amazing opportunity and to be able to to help grow the sport over there and still play in the Canadian Women's Hockey League um, and play at a high level and uh, continue to grow as a player was a really, really special thing. And that's one thing we did very well at UMD when I was there as the head coach and all of the staff I had working with me. We recruited from around the world. We brought in players from Finland, Sweden, Russia, Switzerland, Germany, etc., And we had this really unique international team, players getting to know each other from around the world, and then they would go and play at the world championships with their respective countries. But yet you shared this bond as a UMD hockey player um, that we'll all share forever. And one thing that we all did by being a part of that unique international college program was we helped grow the game globally. We did our part um, by bringing in players from other countries and for yourself being a good teammate to help them learn about off-ice training, nutrition, um, mm-hmm. you know, friendships, teammates, the, the in-house stuff that, that players teach other players. And then, of course, our coaching staff helping them become better hockey players so they would go and play for their respective teams and help elevate the level of Team Finland, Team Sweden. And then, Tori, you went off after college and played in Sweden, uh, knowing that a lot of those players had played NCAA hockey 
in the United States. Did you get to know those players? And how do you think that you helped by going to Sweden? How did they help you and how did you help them? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a big eye opener. Uh, I had a handful of girls that went to North Dakota and, um, on my team there and there's girls from Finland, Denmark, uh, Norway, Sweden, America. So it was a, it was a mixed group there and, um, it's a different style of play in terms of hockey. And I think I was able to give back in ways, um, through my experience through, you know, just exercise and nutrition and through college hockey. A lot of the girls over there don't know much about the college hockey process. Um, and there's a lot of very talented players, as you know, in Europe that just kind of don't know which way to go. And I think I was able to point them in some directions and some resources um, for having interest in going over to the States to play college hockey. Um, and I was helping some of the girls towards the end of my second year with getting ready to go to school. There's one girl that was going to her freshman year at Penn State, and I got her on a nutrition plan and helping with some workouts and eating. Um, and she was able to make the national team again for Sweden and was super pumped about that. And that was super rewarding for me, too, to kind of give back and share my experience with those younger girls. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the beauties, uh, the beautiful things about women's hockey is we're still growing. And many of us take that approach of we reach out to each other across the borders and we try to help grow the game. And we've made those long lasting international friendships. And I think it's mm-hmm. unique and wonderful and something that's rare. Not everybody gets to experience that. And so I think we're lucky people. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Now, your mom's a real go-getter, and uh, she raised you well. Your Well, your parents have raised you well, and your mom is just such a strong leader. Now, both of you are young, but you have your own businesses. So, Zoe, why don't you go first and talk about, here you are as a professional hockey player. Uh, you know, two times you've played at the Worlds for Team USA. You've got a college degree. You're still a pro hockey player right now, but you have your own business. Yeah. Um you know, as you say, we still grow as on the women's side of the game. We're not all making millions of dollars to be able to play here. So um, trying to find a profession on the side uh, to to do to make a little bit of money, but also to, you know, as a player, you're still learning and to be able to coach and and give back to that next generation, you still learn as 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 a player, too. So it's something that I've found that's really enjoyable and um, especially in the summer times when I get to go back home to Alaska. Um, I think I officially started my Zopro business is what it's called um, after China. Um, and well, I started it before China, but when I was when I was there and able to help those girls and really see an impact that I had on my teammates and um, and some of these people that I can barely speak uh, the same language with. Um, I brought that back home and I started this business where I I'm able to coach kids in the summertime and, uh, strength and conditioning also one-on-one on on ice, off ice. And it has just been a way for me to give back and, and also make a little money on the side since we still have to work part-time. Um, we're not making, uh, you know, a stipend like the men do. So, uh, just finding ways to stay involved with the community and something that's rewarding also for myself and, 
um, really fun to give back and see the impact you have on many communities. And even now in Calgary, I'm doing some part-time work with, with P3 and some of the academies in town. And it's, it's fun to get to know, um, you know, the, the different communities and to get involved and hopefully that will help our program as well. But there's always, um, that feedback and it, it's fun to see the impact you have on these young kids. And sometimes you don't even realize it until you're mm-hmm. there with them and, and they learn a, they learn one thing and you know, you're their inspiration. And so I think we really have a lot of power as, as young uh, women and as athletes right now. And it's, um, it's really growing and there's a lot of awareness for it. So I think that was a lot of my inspiration to be able to give back and, and start my business. Yes, mentorship is wonderful, it is powerful, uh, and it never stops giving. It's pay it forward, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. So Zoe, your business must have a website, a Facebook page. You want to share that with the listeners? Sure, it's it's zopro.org. And uh, on my Instagram, it's zoprozone. It's at zoprozone, Z-O-P-R-O-Z-O-N-E. And uh, yeah, it's growing and um you know, there, there's, uh, <laughs> it's being molded as, as I go and through our hockey season, this is my main focus, but, um, it's a way for me to, to reach out to the community and to wherever I am in the world. I think it's something I can do to help, to help the people in my area and, and even online. Well, Zoe, I've coached a lot of hockey players and I've known you for a long time and anyone listening, I would highly recommend hiring Zoe, uh, to work with your young daughter or son. She'd be a fabulous mentor for any young boy or girl. And Tori, you too have started your own business. Let's hear about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, I think kind of a lot that go- it goes back to, you know, what Zoe was saying is staying involved and doing what we know best and what we love best, right? So back to the, the legend, our mother, um, <laughs> She is a hockey coach at home and also runs a nonprofit uh, organization called Spiders Sports Program for Youth Development, Education, and Recreation. And that's that's what we grew up knowing and what we've done. So both Zoe and I, have we kind of have that, that coaching volunteer give back in us. And it's, it's motivating and very fulfilling. And um, while I was in Sweden, I was like, you know, I want to start my own business and maybe I can help people eat better or learn more about nutrition and bring awareness to that side. Because I felt that in the environment I was within hockey, that was like a side that was really lacking and it's so crucial to performance and to these elite athletes. Um, you know, we don't really have the resources. I, I think that the men's side does. And, uh, I was able to start my business practicing on some of my teammates, like I had mentioned before. Um, so I started a new Instagram and I started posting pictures of food and I got my ex- sports and exercise um, nutrition certification. And now I have an online business um, running some consultations over just over through my website, kind of people around the world, really. Um, helping with nutrition plans and advising and life coaching. Um, But it did start with one of the girls on my team came to me, hey, Tori, like, would you mind helping me with my eating? I I really want to get on track. I didn't make the cut for this national team, and my goal is to make the next camp. 
Um, and I'm like, okay, great. Awesome. So she's on my team. I was able to make a specific, uh, meal plan for her and our training, uh, is very dialed in and she lost a, a bunch of weight, was gaining muscles. Her performance and energy was awesome on the ice. She, she's an unbelievable hockey player and she's going into college and she says, she said, this summer, this is my goal. I want to go into college flying and be really prepared and be one of the best on my national team. And I said, okay, let's do it. Um, and then we, I got some more girls on my program in Sweden and it kind of just word of mouth from there. And now I'm here in Calgary and I got a couple of girls on our team now on eating plans and they're really interested in being healthier and not just for losing weight, but having better energy and changing life habits, um, and eating. And it's really inspiring and it's, it's really so much fun for me. That's awesome. And Tori, you must have uh, social media with your business. Do you want to share that with the listeners? Yep. I'm on Instagram. I'm, I'm at t.degree and my website is torydegree.com. Awesome. Well, it's, it's fun having you two sisters playing for me on the Calgary Inferno. I can tell you that. And, and having you in Calgary here, it was wonderful to have your mom here this weekend. Mm-hmm. And she met my mother this weekend and my aunt and uncle um, from Saskatoon. And so a little family intermixing, and I think that's good. I know we'll, uh, our families will be friends for life, and that's one of the beauties of sport. Um, Zoe talked earlier about the culture, and it's really a family culture and uh, very grateful to be a part of something like that. Yeah, now, the, sure. last, the last thing we'll talk about, and Zoe, you can go first. So here you are in Calgary playing with your sister. It's been many years yeah. since you've played with Tori. What's it like? It's so fun. It started with our drive down here from Anchorage, and it, we had the best time. It was four days. We drove straight down from Alaska down to Calgary. Um, we took the scenic route, and... Uh, and we crashed in our car. We cra- We didn't crash our car. We crashed in our car at night, like at some truck stops and, and some <laughs> areas that we felt <laughs> safe um, just to catch some shut-eye. And, uh, yeah, it was so much fun. And then just being here and living together, it's the first time we've been able to live together, play together, and come up with ideas. We have some ideas of collaborating on a project that we want to do for – you know, mixing our two um, businesses with nutrition and exercise and coming up with some meal plans and um, some fitness advice for people. And uh, it's it's just a really, really fun time for us to have this this time at our age together and to be able to play together. And the other day having a goal and just knowing that that chemistry is there, we had one shift together the whole game and we scored a goal and it just, (laughs) it really shows that sister connection. And, uh, yeah, I, I never thought I'd be in this position again to be able to play professionally with my sister and to be here in Calgary. And you just don't know what's, you know, what the future brings, but I think we've, we've made the most of our opportunity here. And a a lot of that is to thank for you as well. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we're, we're really happy and we're really enjoying our time. Well, and Tori, uh, it hasn't gone unnoticed that you did only get one shift together and it was four on four on Olympic size ice, but you only had one shift together and you guys scored a goal. So duly noted. (laughs) <laughs> yeah coach why is that <laughs> I, I, you have my attention okay <laughs> so Tori we're we last weekend we split with Montreal 
we we played away in Montreal. We split with them. They in our in the CWHL, they've sort of been deemed the best team in our league this year, um, on paper, etc. And then this weekend, we played China at home and swept them. Mm-hmm. Our team played outstanding, uh, especially in game two when it was our only our second game on Olympic size ice, and we got in a rhythm and we started finding each other. Talk about your experience playing China this weekend on Olympic size ice as a defenseman who's allowed to be interchangeable and be offensive and go on the attack. Um, I love the big ice sheet. I love to just skate, skate, skate. And I think um, I'm able to have a little bit more of that freedom because of the group of girls that we have. I mean, I'm able to jump up and the other girls on the ice are able to recognize that, okay, Tori's going, I'm going to fall back and then vice versa. I jump back and then they go. And, um, it really wouldn't be the way it is now if we didn't have the skill we do on our team. Um, we're really in depth, uh, with talent and it's, you know, you learn more as a player yourself because, you're able to kind of to do a little bit more and you have that support. And um, I think we're only going to get better this year. Oh, for sure. I hope so. Mm-hmm. And Zoe, <laughs> Zoe, you play a different role in this system that we're playing. We're playing a torpedo, which is very offensive. Um, it's interchangeable. Nobody's yeah. stuck on the wing. Nobody's stuck as just a defenseman. We're interchangeable. We use the ice. We use everybody. You play a different role. Then, Tori, you play more of a winger role, which is a torpedo, which is a freedom to go anywhere and everywhere. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And, I mean, during my four years in Duluth, I was, I, we had a little bit of time to do it, but um, to be able to get the chance to do it with the, with the crew we have now and um, the system really just allows the full creativity of the skill that we have on our team. And it really shows... Uh, what we can do and as our unit currently the unit that I'm on has a you know four technically we have four forwards and um, it not only throws a lot of other teams off but it really just lets us be so creative and it's so much fun and as a torpedo I I love to go fast too and it just (laughs) gives me that freedom to go as fast as I want and uh, to dictate the tempo of the game and um, play to my strengths. So uh, I'm really thankful for the system that we're playing in right now and for the teammates I have. And um, it's going to be really exciting to see what we can do as we move forward, just even after the last two weekends with how much we learned and how much we grew after every single game. It's uh, it's really exciting. Well, and an interesting stat for the listeners. So we're playing on Olympic size ice. We're playing a system called the Torpedo. It's a very creative and very offensive system interchangeable our possession game so it's a game of possession versus dump and chase our possession game against china this past weekend and china practices on olympic size ice and had already played three games on olympic size ice and it does make a difference going from nhl size ice to olympic and it was our first weekend our first two games on on olympic sheet but our possession game was at 70 percent in the first period so the first period we had possession of the puck for 70 percent then 60% in the second period, but that was because China had more power plays than we did. 
And then in the third period, we had possession for 65% of the game. So that overall, our statistic, we had possession for 65% of the game, which means China only had the puck for the other 35% of the game. That's, mm-hmm. that's a very significant statistic yeah. and very supportive, I guess, of the systems that we're using and how well you guys play those systems with the talent that we have. So kudos to you. Thanks wow, for that's being That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. thanks for being the guests on my show today. It's the first time I've had two sisters, and I really appreciate your time. <laughs> Yay, Thank you. Thanks for having Thank, us. Thank you so much. This is fun. Inside stories, interviews, and cutting-edge tips from the leading coach in ice hockey. Tune in to Hockey Talk with Shannon Miller. This is Wisp Sports. So that's our show for today. If you would like to follow and comment on social media, my Twitter is at Miller12Shannon and at Wisp Sports. You can find links in the show notes for this episode at wispsports.com. And you can also find more coverage of women's sports at wispsports.com. My website is coachshannonmiller.com. My Facebook and Instagram is at Coach Shannon Miller. Thank you for listening. Oh,